the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Liberty in America is under assault. We no longer live in a reality that includes property rights. We're no longer the kings of our own castle. We no longer enjoy the true benefits of capitalism. Instead, we're negotiating our rights with our own government. This isn't how our country was founded. These aren't the ideas of our founders. It's time to seize back our country. This is the Liberty Hour, where these important issues will be discussed for the sake of America's future. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Constitution in the other, here's your host, Sean Thompson. This is the Liberty Hour, each and every Sunday night, 8 to 9, where we discuss and dissect political talking points of both parties, designed specifically and wrapped in a full virtue to seize your liberty. And each and every week we have a plethora of topics to choose. Now, normally the way it works, for those of you that know me, I uh, listen every day to different political... I don't like sports, Macbeth. I don't watch men in costumes. I don't care who the coaches are or what the stats are. I focus primarily on what Aristotle said. Everything is politics, and politics is everything. So if you like liberty, if you like your freedom, if you like capitalism, if you want to make yourself better today than you were yesterday, or even focus on tomorrow, you have to focus on what is being done by these collectivist frauds we call politicians, and we pretend represent us. And as we've learned, lo, these couple of hundred years, they represent themselves. And what's happened is they've used their their, uh, law as a weapon instead of a shield. It's as a weapon against us, the public, meant to control and contort different outcomes so that they themselves grow their power. And in this time, it is never more evident, as you see in election season, as you see Republicans also chant and preach socialism. Now, I wanted to come in today and talk about the Dow, because as you know, Macbeth, I made a little wager on the morning show, and I was just a little early. I didn't win within the proper time. I did, I did lose the bet to one Dan Proft of five cigars because I called the break a little earlier than it happened, but the break nonetheless. And the reason I called the break is because I was using fundamentals to come to the conclusion that this market is a Keynesian fraud. How dare you? It really is, Macbeth, and it, it's, the politicians are orchestrating it. And I wanted to talk about the failure of this uh, somehow tit-for-tat tax on the American people, tariff war, and how the chickens are coming home to roost, to quote the uh, Reverend Wright, who lives in a 15,000-square-foot mansion but represents all the poor people. I also wanted to talk, Macbeth, there was a very good article in Zero Hedge about how countries, now mainly the ones that we've picked these, these tariff battles with, have openly started to trade oil outside of the U.S. dollar. Yeah. I want to focus on the ramifications of that. Well, And, and plus we've got uh, now, of course... Uh We've got barbs going back between us and Saudi Arabia. 
Oh, that's going to be great, right? The inbreds in, in, in table. I plots. happen to uh, yeah. agree with Rubio on the on the matter, but uh, at the same time, there's you know they they have a big stick, the economic yeah. stick this way. As a guy with a pending bald spot, I agree with Rubio too. You should comb it over. There's no question about it. Yeah, mine's I, not pending. Mine's progressively uh, moving back toward the back of my head. And then today, you know, I'm, I had the opportunity. I wanted to really hone in on Tuesday's speech where Trump went to uh, yeah. Ohio, right? Is it? Or no, Iowa. Iowa. Uh, Iowa, yeah. Iowa, where Grassley's from. They should from. have more than four letters in their state's name. Well, it's Chuck Grassley and Joni Ernst. Get some consonants in there. Right. And, and, and the ethanol, the promise to keep this fraud of ethanol and the ridiculous subsidies. And I wanted to explain the ramifications of when you have this high corn, and corn being the base of virtually everything, how that affects poor people, how it constantly makes us pay more and more because it's subsidized. You've got this small group stealing billions, if not trillions. Well, and you're literally burning food. Right. And then and then Trump went there and said, we're going to have more. And then I was going to at some point, you got to remind me, I really want to talk about how they're attacking Trump unjustly, by the way. Showtime in The New York Times. We're going to cover that later in the show. But as I uh, get ready for the show on Sunday, what I like to do. When I drive and smoke my cigar, drink my coffee without my seatbelt, I watch TV when I drive. And I watched the shows today. And I watched uh, Meet the Press and This Week. And um, one thing came to mind, though. As you log on, number one, you, you, you can't log on to any Internet vehicle without being inundated with campaign commercials. Yeah, that's tis the season. Tis the, and I get that, all right? And I'm just I'm kind of in awe of the amount of money that they must be spending, these nickel and dime morons? Well, not only that, but are they targeted? Um, for laughs, a uh, buddy of mine and I were, were looking at old InfoWars, uh, yeah. Alex Jones things on, sure. on Facebook. I like to laugh at Alex him, Jones. Him so. talking about uh, uh, gray aliens and then in the next breath talking about uh, yeah. globalists. Yeah. Globalists. But uh, the, the misusing the word. J.B. Pritzker ads. Every single ad break was J.B. Pritzker ads on his YouTube video, and I'm thinking, Everything. is that really the crowd that J.B.'s trying to But court? here's the thing. J.B. Pritzker, well-known trust fund baby, right? Built like a little bowling ball. He's spending his money. Oh, big bowling And as much as I, as I think it's just ridiculous that all that can afford to do this is, uh, without prostituting their power, are billionaires, but that's, that's his money. So if that little guy yeah, wants to waste his grandfather's money, let him go bonkers. But there's this this girl running against uh, Holtgren. I don't even know how you say his name. Randy Holtgren. Yeah, in the 14th District. And then there's that fraud, in my opinion. See what I did there? I protected myself. Thank you very much. In my opinion, and the opinion of virtually everybody with an IQ over 60, Sean Caston. Hey, that's me. There you go. This, this, this scoundrel who was a pretend lobbyist and also had a fake business that was subsidized through his political clout in the greatest scam on the earth, the eco-Nazi-inspired green energy nonsense, where he's really absconded with, I don't know how many partners are suing him. The guy's record is laughable. The problem is, the problem is in both these cases, they're running against pretend conservatives, pretend Republicans, who instead of articulating... The fact that you cannot, you cannot compromise with the cancer known as socialism. That it overtakes and destroys the host. The host being society. And a lot of these Illinois Republicans make it very difficult to defend them. They're all running on the same thing of protecting Obamacare. Because they do not have the fundamental principles to separate the issues, number one, 
but moreover, to separate the philosophy of what is destroying us since it was passed unconstitutionally by 60 rogue, rogue Democrats step and fetch senators who not only voted on something they didn't even come close to reading, but didn't come close to understanding. And we are living in the reality of its failure as it chokes the small businessman, as it chokes the big business, as it chokes society in general, as you've seen a third of the doctors run from it. Yeah. We don't talk about it anymore. No. All the doctors that were good and could afford it, they don't want to be doctors anymore, number one, because they don't want to be postmen. And uh, all but one of them uh, have said basically that this is, that, you know, if it's any worse, that they're, they're just yeah. retiring. And as, they're of that age. So as you've can. watched the corruption of insurance companies, the, the only way they survived is to become nationalized and pay to play for eternity. And I'm talking specifically of the scumbag organization of which I pay every month to Blue Cross and Blue Shield. Scumbag. But smart enough to have the political clout to not only survive but thrive. Because this is the other thing. Those, those insurance companies that made the agreement and promised Omerta with the, with the very uh, uh, wannabe gangster we call a politician and lobbyist are reaping Massive rewards being subsidized monthly, massive amounts of money paying out next to nothing as hospitals are losing their independence, as doctors have lost their independence, as patients have suffered the actual care, which is despicable right now. I'm, it's despicable, Macbeth. I'm dealing with it. I got, uh, you know, my wife needs to. I, I, well, luckily, as your producer, I'd like you to ask you to uh, stop sugarcoating things. All right. Yes. I promise I will. Um, so we're living in it. And now we have Republicans who have been elected. You know, this is the other thing, Macbeth. Since, since it was jammed down our throats by these 60 rogue senators, since they literally threw the yoke of tyranny over us, they've been running against it, right? The big push of the Tea Party. We're going to repeal it each and every election cycle up until now. Now they don't run on that anymore. No. Now they run on pre-existing conditions. Well, they had an opportunity. I mean, you know, a year and a half ago, two years ago, four years ago, they had an opportunity. Yeah. McCain, may he burn? Rest. Yes. But, you know, mm-hmm. um, warmly. Um, yeah. I mean, it's, it, there was an opportunity and, and the political will of, of the voters behind them to actually get it done, uh, to get rid of it, to, to give something else in place of it. There's a lot of common sense things that were proposed while they were working out the health care uh, bill in the first place, like tort reform and mm-hmm. plan portability and stuff like that. Market effects that if you just get out of the way, the market will lower those prices for you. But no, we're not going to do that. We're going to keep the campaign issue. And then once they got in on the campaign issue, eh, well, you know, we want to tweak it. And and what just you just garbage. did, what you just did, an overworked father of two just done, d- did a 10 hour drive, baby crying in the backseat. What you just did, your dissertation and your understanding of the fundamental principles of exactly what an insurance is or what the free market is, they cannot do. So what do you do? Do you get aboard the pain train or do you fight against the tide? This is the Liberty Hour. Give us a call. 312-642-5600. If you're on the line, stay on the line. Sean from Elmwood Park. This is the Liberty Hour 
Here's your host, Sean Thompson, on AM560, The Answer. Everybody knows You don't understand, McBeth. That's the goal, baby. Because when society is a weapon against me, I'm going to fight back. You understand? Because there isn't virtue out there in jobs. There isn't virtue out there in big fat slobs using their hunger against me in offsetting the, the, the reality of the way they live their lifestyle against the rest of us. Because this is what this socialized medicine is all about. It's all about faking re- a, a, a virtue in individual pity stories to be used against other people who may take care of themselves differently, who may look after their own lives. This is the idea of using the failures against the successes. And I'm not bashing people with illness because the reality is we all have a pre-existing condition called life and nobody gets out alive. We're all going to die. But what is insurance supposed to be and what it is and what it is used as are three different things. It is supposed to be a hedge so that my illness, which is coming, I am going to die. It's going to be, hopefully, beautiful. I thought you were going to say soon. No, I'd say, listen, if it comes tomorrow, I had a great run. I don't mind. Yeah, my Sunday night's But I guarantee you this, Macbeth, I swear on my kids, I will never use my illness against you. I will never use my weakness to take food off of your table and away from your two kids. The rest of society can't say that because they're openly willing to use that. But see, the thing is, too, if you even participate at a basic level in the healthcare system at this point, if you seek basic treatment, but you can't afford that treatment, you're already in that system. It's not voluntary. They don't get to you don't get to say, yes, I'd like this treatment as much as I could afford. um, But then I don't want anything else because, you know, I'm going to be taking food off of somebody else. No, the food's already taken. The food's already gone. You might as well eat it, right? You know, as I watched what I thought was a protest against the Checkers bankruptcy called that March to the Poles, right? As I watched it. the North and South Poles? No, those women marching around with their triple X coats on. As I watched it, I said to myself, what exactly are are they rallying against? And it is they are marching for outright socialism. So the point is, why take care of myself when I'm the one paying these ridiculous costs of $2,000 plus a month for insurance? Well, these, these bonbon eaters, we don't want to pay anything. Nothing, and they, it's a right. Just ask Bernie Sanders. All right. You want that right away? I was, but that's You want that right. or calls? Just go to Bernie, then we'll take the calls. All right. Real- He's confronting questions this week about whether or not they should be using more aggressive tactics against their opponents. Former Attorney General Tapper. Eric Holder and former Secretary yeah, of State Hillary Clinton say yes. That's the right. Former First Lady Michelle Obama disagrees. Now, that was the part where I'm going to prove that the weather underground, the sleeper cell has been opened. But let's go to the calls. I want the one All that right. says, here we go. John, John, hit me, baby. What do you got? Hey, Sean, uh, I, I just want to let you know that you better keep your health insurance uh, and uh, you may <laughs> meet your demise soon enough if you continue to drive while drinking coffee and smoking and watching TV while attempting to drive a vehicle. Without, John, I want you to understand, without a seatbelt, because I don't, I don't like that law that insurance companies lobbied to have policemen enforce their risk liability. See, see Sean believes if you wear a seatbelt, you can't be a real libertarian. And I got news for you. I could drive well, with hopefully my... hopefully Allstate's not listening to the show right please. now. Please. Allstate. Oh, please. Those rats. Anyway, I got news for you. I could drive with my feet, John. With my feet. And be a better driver than anybody in a Prius from Oak Park. Ever. That's what I think. So you're right, and that's I a, take it as a compliment. That's a wide swath of uh, individuals. Did you ever see these people? 
Did you ever see these people? Uh, you know, yeah, I, I was live... stuck behind about 8 million of them on 294 last night when I was trying to get home. There's something with the Prius. You buy it, you lose like 40 IQ points. No, you it's can't not make just a the left. Prius. You can't it's, make a right. It's not just the Prius. Jeez. It's about whether you take pride in your driving. If you're buying a car, and I won't say names because who knows who advertises where, but if you're buying a car and it's a crappy car, mm-hmm. you're probably a crappy driver. At least those Tesla people, they, they think they can go fast. They get the hell out of the way. They're not good at driving either. Yeah, but if it's driving itself, then it just takes out a pedestrian. I'm fine with it. It's going to be better than anybody in Oak Park. All right, let's go to Jim. South Elgin. Jim, how are you, buddy? Hello? Yeah, Did Jim, surprise you? This isn't your first time, Jim. Come on, you're an old veteran. I talk, no, you I talk, I, just, I talk. I just want to make sure. Well, anyways, uh, on topic, you know, all these people that are... Um, you know, complaining about stuff, it's, it's just, it's, a, it's incredible. I've had a lot of conversations with liberal friends about Kavanaugh and the right to be, you know, I thought he said he was guilty. on topic. I thought he said he was on topic. Well. All right, go ahead. Shoot, Jim. I was, but he, <laughs> Man, oh, man. It's just amazing. These it's people like talking to so Kanye upset. West. Is hey, this? well, that was, that, fact, that was a funny thing. These no, because Jim's only doing too. one topic All of a sudden, at a time. now Conway is the house guy, you know? It's not Conway, yeah, it's Kanye. All these people that loved Conway before when he... Bash Bush, now I hate him. Talking about Jim Conway. <laughs> talking about Jim Conway, I'll tell you what, it's, he's tripolar. All right, thank you so much for calling the show. Um, is that wrong? It's just not a topic. No, but here, we it, love Jim. This is the thing about social. I do love Jim, by the way. A little distracted, by the, shirt, a little distracted by the shirt and the mustache, but we'll work on it. Um, there is always failure. There is always s- stories that can be used as weapons. And the problem is, as a society, people want to fix things. They want to fix things. Well, what do you mean you have this, this, and this? Well, how do we fix it? Well, everybody takes $20 and they put it towards so-and-so's thing. That's not the issue at hand. No. The reality is we are all going to die. I think this is a problem with American people. They don't understand this. And they're looking for this phony life preserver that will come out and say everything will be okay. And whether it has to do with the economy, whether it has to do with uh, uh, foreign people in your land, whether it has to do with health care, your knee-jerk reaction is to say, just take whatever you need and take care of it. And fix it. And yeah. I'll just pretend that everything is okay. That's well, the same attitude people have when they go to the doctor and they just want a pill. Because No, y- sometimes right. you might have to make an actual lifetime uh, lifestyle change. But here's the thing, McCaffrey. Shocking. I'm one of those guys, right? You tell the kid, I got raised kids. You tell them 52 times the stove is hot. At some point, you're going to say, go ahead, touch the stove, dummy. Yeah, I just start there. Right? Okay, so we're in the stove touching. We're eight years of this, 10 years, excuse me. Or nine years. Let's just round down. Nine years of Obamacare. And who is speaking up for the stoves? <laughs> nine years of failure. Nine yeah. years of the reality. And what? And nothing in, has changed in the last two years. Nothing what, substantial. But what's changed is what's frightening. What's changed is that they're running to keep it, to preserve it, to <laughs> expand it on both parties. There's that moron uh, from, from uh, Lakeview, Brad uh, Schneider. Brad Schneider's got the commercial on. I'm fighting to keep your access to health care. Well, listen here, dummy. We all have access to it. Just some of us pay ridiculous amounts of money while others eat bonbons with their feet on the hassock. That's the difference. And you know what happens? All you got to do is motivate them to get them to march every, every week and all oh, look at, you know, what this, you know what this problem needs? It needs more socialism. And this is what they do when it comes to education, when it comes to the market. And the reality is we are drowning in the quicksand. Those of us actually out here, three jobs, seven days a week, just to keep up with the failure of the policies they implement. And you run on an election cycle and you promise to preserve it. This is a disconnect of fundamental principles, but moreover of reality, of reality. And to prove my point, you've got an 80-year-old failure 
a Soviet by his own, by his own definition. He calls himself a Democrat socialist, just like the Weather Underground did in the 60s. Give me that second clip of this fraud. Now, now, before I play this, because the first one, well, when you asked for it, you said was wrong. Yeah. Are you talking about the one where he talks about health care? Yes. The one where he talks about tactics with protesters? I'm talking about the one where he talks about health care. OK, let's be specific oh, here. Man. I don't think there's any Democrat, uh, Democratic official who would disagree with what you just said. The debate is how aggressive does, should should uh, people who are Republican <laughs> officials. Sure. You're welcome. Hang on a second. Uh, Joining me now is independent Senator Bernie Sanders of Vermont, who caucuses with the Democrats. Uh, Senator, it's a long you clip. just heard those comments from Holder, Clinton and Michelle Obama. What do you think? Do you think they're all about that? You sent me a thing and it's all about that. He makes two sentences at the end of one of those where he talks about how Republicans led by uh, Donald Trump have have uh, uh, with with one vote. They budgeted out. They're trying to take away pre-existing uh, condition coverage. Well, here's the thing. Think, but they're not. But they're all running on the fact that health care, this imaginary, imaginary promise is a right. And the reality is there is no right no. You, sh- you have in America other than what is the right of your own life. And this failed policy is used to take away the right of your life. It's it would be different if healthcare was something that you found or it was a natural resource that could be mined. What you're asking for to something to be a right is the, the spoils of someone else's labor. So whether it's your labor paying for it, Correct. paying your taxes and going into the system for something you're not going to see anything for that money for, or whether it's a doctor who goes to work and is trying to pay off his his medic or his uh, student loan bills and he's got to pay his malpractice insurance. Whichever it is, you're asking for something to be taken from someone so that you can have some. But whether you're sick or you're healthy under Obamacare, you're not in control. Whether And this is the reality of it. There are people that are in it that it is failing, that are sick, that it is failing. And yet, when it comes election time, from pillar to post, from failure to pretend success, they run on expanding the failure. And the Republican is supposed to have an answer, and they have none. Which is why Roscom is quiet. Holgram talks about feeding the poor. They have no principles. So I get all these questions. Who are you going to vote for? File the sheet blank. 312-642-5600. We'll be back after this. Man, oh man, you should see the phone lines. Now, back to the Liberty Hour. Call Sean now at 312-642-5600. You have a Republican leadership in the House and the Senate that tried, came within one vote of throwing 32 million people off of the health insurance they currently have. You have leadership there in the House and the Senate that wants to do away with the pre-existing protections that people have in this country so they can get health insurance when you have cancer or heart disease. You have leadership in the House and Senate led by the president that provided massive tax breaks for the wealthiest people in this country over a 10-year period. 83% of the benefits go to the top 1%. You have a president and Republican leadership who supported a budget, supported a budget which would have cut Medicaid by a trillion dollars, devastating for the elderly people. Medicare by $500 billion. Social Security Trust for Disability Trust Fund by $72 billion. You have an administration that doesn't even recognize the reality of climate change. 
So I think what we have to do is be aggressive in telling the truth that you have a Republican leadership that's working overtime to benefit the wealthy and the powerful while ignoring the needs of working families. You know, I kind of like that he threw climate change in there because, uh, you know, we were wondering um, as we were talking about this health care debate, when is the, the relevance of climate change going to be pointed out? Well, that's the magic pill. Stupid. That's the magic. See, that's the faith based magic of which people are telling other people they must give up their entire life. That's how we got to do it. That's how we get liberals to abandon their points and, and, and their principles. Magic? We, call, we call everything faith-based. It's, it is faith-based. And, and then they will run from it. The, re- the reality is everything he said in his dissertation, verbatim, is a lie. Every single thing. I seem to remember that the, uh, the ACA, when it was first passed, cut about $730 billion from, uh, or I'm sorry, $730 million from uh, Medicare. Of course it did. So he's complaining about his own party well, and then th- projecting it onto other people. This is what this lowlife Sean Caston does in his commercial. He accuses. Now, I'm not a Peter Roskam guy. I think not not more. He's a victim of his own failure. As far as I'm concerned, he's been there since 2006 and done nothing. He's a step and fetch was a step and fetch for uh, John Boehner and is now for the Republican platform. But here's the issue. He claims that Roskam is responsible for the average increase the average increase in health care costs, which is 145%. Average. Yeah. Now, a guy like me, I'm 300%. I'm, yeah, I'm somewhere around 250. Right? But the average nationally is this. Now, all of those things, I want you to think about for a moment, everything that he touched on, the Soviet, Bernie Sanders, everything he touched on is, about so, is socialism, number one. Of course. But more importantly, everything he touched on is the weapon used against your fellow citizen. Yes. Every single thing. Now, my favorite part is when they call the trust fund of Social Security. You do that again, I'm kicking you out of the it's studio. Gretchen, baby. That's not me. Uh, <laughs> everything, everything he spoke of is, is an absolute fraud policy. So Social Security is today what it was when it was passed, which is a lie. It is a fraud and a lie. Well, Madoff went to jail for it. This is the other thing. These are these are policies in which we need Republicans to expose the fraud of the actual policy itself. And until they do that, you will lose because you cannot out communist a socialist. Well, you can't. See, it's, it's easy enough to get somebody to vote on principle and vote against their self-interest. You're not going to get these idiots in Washington to vote against their self-interest. You're not going to get somebody who is saying, hey, you know. This lobby over here is going to help you get reelected and you get like that. No, they're, they're just going to they're just going to sell themselves out. And as I say to you in private, when we talk between the commercial breaks, Illinois is the spear tip of the socialist corruption and failure. We are the reality of where these policies lead. And as you watch these elections in Illinois, whether they be that fraud joke of an election in the city of Chicago or the fraud joke of an election for the governor's race. They are but two versions of the same exact tyranny. That's what we're voting against. And in Chicago's case, it's what, 14? I, can't, I don't even know what's going on. Between Lightfoot and, uh, and Grady Pritzker, I don't know which one's which. It's like a mini-me. They have the exact same speeches, the exact same policies, and the exact same union. See, this is the thing. This is about, and, and this is where Bernie Sanders kind of is losing his steam, is that Trump is very pro-union policies. 
So the reality of what those union members are seeing. Well, he's he's pro policies that that help people who own, who uh, belong to unions. Yeah, he's it's, he's specifically it's not targeting workers. the leadership of the unions. Correct. And that's the difference. And you want to know something? This is the political genius. And I mean this. I don't like Trump's policies. And you know that we rarely I think Trumponomics yep. is a fraud. We see but pretty well eye to eye on those things. Political genius. And I had said early on when he uh, skipped the debate. Do you remember that? Yep. When Trump skipped the debate and he went and had his pep rally, which, by the way, nobody does a rally like this guy. Nobody. And I, uh, I criticized him quite heavily for that. <laughs> but a, a political genius without an equal. Really, what he has done is seized the thunder of the socialist programs. And this is why they are now calling on their military branch, Antifa. This is why we're experiencing the fact that, as I said early on, the weather underground is the Democrat Party. The old Democrats, those are the Republicans. This is the Liberty Hour, 312-642-5600. We'll be back after these messages. No one in Washington is listening. You're listening to the Liberty Hour with Sean Thompson. Get on the line with Sean by calling 312-642-5600. Do it. Do it. Come on. Do it now. <laughs> All right. Now there's what I've loved, what I've enjoyed about Trump. I've enjoyed the fact that he is a political genius. I've enjoyed the fact that he has thrown the uh, Pravda, the communist Pravda we call media into a tizzy. Can we qualify the political genius thing? Yeah. I think I think he's got a a disposable strategy. I, I think there's there's he has nailed exactly what will work right now, but if he did it again, it wouldn't work. Well, this is this is what I've said to you. In 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 I'm a real estate broker, as you know. You never in mentioned the, it. In the business of development, you are the greatest politician ever. Because what you're selling is an idea of what could be. And you're getting, in his case, major banks. To believe in that vision, you you have sold them, and you're befriending them, and you're basically getting them to underwrite what could be an absolute and total failure, and you've you you they won't know that for up to five years when it comes into development. And you look at his past, what he did with the casinos, how he promised the committee, I, I you know I would never you know at that time it was junk bonds where Milliken uh, exploded the market and it was a terrible thing. And we all agreed that that shouldn't exist anymore because you're taking advantage of the unsophisticated investor in a promise. And he said, I won't do it. And right after they give him a license, he raised the junk bond. So I think this is a pattern he's developed through many, many years of uh, really being a developer to what he did. Right. And then being very leveraged, which leads me to my next topic. I think the fact that he is so wealthy is is a topic of debate among people that hate him, right? There there was for a while, um, and I haven't heard anything out in a while, but there was for a while a lot of people uh, who are anti-Trump who said, hey, I don't think he's worth, I don't think yeah. he could get $5,000 tomorrow or whatever. Yeah, well, and, and then the people that pointed out the bankruptcies and all this, and it, to me this, this is, is a, fair. To me, this is this is a it It's fair. It is fair, and you could go through it, and you could examine what, and come to your own conclusion. Yeah, even here, I on uh, on election night last year, or on uh, in twenty sixteen, I said, 
on, on Facebook. I put, what does uh, running the country have to do with running a casino? And the answer was hopefully nothing. Exactly. But one thing you can't take away is the fact that his father was a genius. Really, it's his grandfather that got the ball rolling, but his father really... He knew how to read a market. And, really exploded and the market. And build and sell exactly what was wanted and needed. So the media has taken the mantra that he is a tax cheat. If you if you have Showtime, if you watch the New York Times, the Washington Post, they have run with this mantra that, hey, hey, wait a minute, he has cheated on his taxes. And this is a crucial part that I want to talk about, is the immorality of what American progressive tax and tax system is anyway, aside from the player of Donald Trump. I want you to think what they're accusing him of, because I watched the special. And to be clear, we've, we've, we've looked at, you and I have both looked at, exactly what's there to see. And what he has done is take the allowances given him by the tax code. Exactly. I mean, there, first of all, no, he's got, he's done nothing. He's not wrong. pulling toilets out of his buildings. Like he's not, Pritzker. Uh, he's not. And even uh, when they, when they did the same thing with Romney. Yes. And then he, he released his tax forms and it showed that he didn't take as many deductions as he was entitled to. So he was actually paying more than he needed to. And as much as I'm confused by the pencil neck, it should tell you Jared you want to redo the tax code. Well, that's my point. And that's why they as did. much as I'm confused by the pencil neck geek, Jared Kushner, I can't understand the fact that this uh, his daughter is attracted to this guy with the high voice. But that's irrelevant. They are now shifting that plan onto him who happens to be in the same business. Now, there is a reason, number one, that Jared Kushner's. Uh, uh, income of a $1.7 million is offset by uh, the fact he is depreciating his assets, which is completely within the parameters of the tax guide. But I don't want to get pulled off into that. I want to talk specifically about Trump and the accusations by Showtime, the New York Times, and the Washington Post that he has cheated his tax because the accusation should send a shiver up your spine. You know what the accusation is, Macbeth? That New York State was entitled to 55% of his father's assets because they were over a certain bar. I want you to think about how outrageous. I want you to factor in how corrupt New York has been really since they started to take off those, those vests that they all wore when they pranced around in, in uh, that New York yeah. streets. Of and New if York. you have trouble, if you have trouble finding any sort of pity for the Trump family, okay, fair enough. Uh, how about a family that owns a farm? Exactly. And that farm is valued over that certain amount. And you want to take, so you are forcing at that point that family to sell that farm. Yeah, I, I, I want to say I, to I you, just, Macbeth, uh, this to me, this to me is the, is the fact that the government has staged a coup on your rights, on your property rights, and has broken the covenant given to Americans. And that is that you have property rights because you have a tax system that is an example of zero property rights. Zero. They allow you to keep what they want you to have from your income. And the fact of the matter is, if you read this article, it's got the most interesting point about it, Macbeth, is that his father had his children, four children, create an entity of which he did business with that, that gave to him. Now, you, you were in the heating and air conditioning business. All, At one point, yes. All his boilers, all his air conditioning, all his products, right. he would buy from this entity right. okay, that his kids set up. And do you know what, the, in this showtime, what they had the audacity, these, these four socialists in an office, they said, wait a minute, he's overpaying for the product. So now, now the people at the New York Times and Showtime and uh, the Washington Post, they get to set what fair price is. See, because what he was doing was, he said, why buy it from, 
from Joe Materazzi on the corner when I could buy it from my kids. If there's going to be a profit to be made on my purchases, I want my kids to do it. And government says, no, 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 no. You can't do that because we say we so. This is proof you do not have property over your own life. And this is what we need politicians to fight back and claw back the morality of liberty. This is the Liberty Hour. We'll be back after this. 312-642-5600. Break down the politics. Smoke out the spin. This is the Liberty Hour. Here's your host, Sean Thompson, on AM560, The Answer. Sean from Elmwood Park. So a system has been created in which politicians can use as a weapon against people they dislike. And that's called the tax system. Then another one was created, and that's called socialized medicine Obamacare. Let's call it the Affordable Care Act. Because the name of rainbows and lollipops and unicorns was already taken. Because this is the trick. Oh, you'd have my daughter sold on the rainbows and lollipops. Well, that's who they're going for. Yeah. They're going for the simpletons. The, the people Did who you say, just call my daughter a simpleton? No, 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 no. I call the people at, who think. You know she could crush you with her I understand IQ, it, but right? I call the people right. who think at an eight-year-old level simpletons. Your daughter's very advanced well, but because my six she's year old, six, six years year old, old and thinks at a nine-year-old eight year old level. Yeah. There you go. So there, see, there was a compliment in there. It's all how you look at things. Yeah, I had just to ask, wring it out of you like an old washcloth. Just, but yeah. just ask the socialist because what, what you have here is the immorality. And we have a chance here. We have a chance because he is being victimized by this policy. We have a chance for him to do what should have been done since 1913. And that is a law for one of us is a law for all of us. And that is a flat tax because that is how you get the economy back because all this government cheese all this phony socialism this cancer it's killing the host but what can create it is when you rip it out so a flat tax for one means that we all pay the same whether you're good at making money or you're bad at making money because here's the trick when the good guy who makes money gets to keep his real money He makes real jobs and real investments, and it's not government orchestrated because in this policy, they scare people by calling a fake deficit. They have a deficit. Oh, he gave tax breaks. So there's a deficit. Well, why is there a deficit? Because they don't want you to focus. They never stop spending. They have it cooked in guaranteed increases in spending. And the moreover, we're running out of time in this hour. It's the fast hour in radio. What's the reason they implement these policy is because this failure who's never had a job, whose first time he had to get dressed for work, he was 45, Bernie Sanders. It makes him a God and he loves it. He's addicted to it. And that's why from the low level state rep all the way up to your senator and unfortunately, most of our presidents love the policies because it makes them gods among men. It makes them arbitrators and mitigators of your rights. That's not the deal in America. In America, oh, you're now. born with it. You have an unalienable right to your life. And when they steal your money, they steal your life. When they steal your choices, they steal your life. Well, they steal your work. The problem is most people don't want freedom because it's scary. It has failure in it. It has uncertainty in it. But you know what doesn't? Communism. The problem is, you know how it ends up? Take a look at North Korea. Take a look at Venezuela. Take a look all around the world. We have examples. Why would you entertain the sales pitch of a communist like Bernie Sanders? 
or the fraud of Ochoa or this simpleton running against Holtgren, who probably is terrible, too. As I looked at his website, food for the poor, uh, insurance for all. He's another one of these wishy-washy Republicans. Nonetheless, it's not as bad as the communist he's running against. Now, I'm not a lesser of two evils guy, but what I am is how are you going to turn it around if you can't articulate it? So the problem is Holcomb should have been primaried, just like Rauner was, and you had the chance, and you flubbed it because the corruption. And this is the trick. This is what the Democrat socialist knows. Just corrupt you with a subsidy, corrupt you with a payment, corrupt you with a fake idea of safety, and you'll give up your freedom. And Illinois is the prime example. And we're losing here, McBath. Yeah, it's like a test case. And that six-year-old, I'm going to tell you what, brother, I'm going to convince you. Mm. You know, I, I granted the whole ship is going down. But you know what I loved about the Titanic? They ran to the back of the ship. They ran to the high part. Yeah. That's what you got to do in America. Run to Florida, which, by the way, I own that. Runtoflorida.com. I got to probably create a website now. So when... Uh, this is the Liberty Hour. When Illinois breaks in half, are we going to get hit by propellers? I'm taking you, the wife, and the kids. We're running to the back of the ship. My favorite part of that movie is the guy hitting the propeller. I know that makes me a bad person. <laughs> Not as bad as a socialist. We'll be back next week, Liberty Hour. Thank you so much. I have to go home. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.